listen, Danny, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me. It is greatly appreciated. No worries, mate. All good. Great, fantastic. Overall, starting off with the year, really, more than anything else, how's 2020 been treating you so far? And have the Heretic Order been reacclimatizing to the world following the grinding halt to the music business that happened over the past few years? <laughs> well, it's not bad. We, we were um, lucky enough that we managed to um, finish our album whilst we were in the COVID um, restrictions. And, uh, and we, uh, we actually hoped to put it out before, but we spent like two years just waiting and waiting and waiting. I kept on waiting to see things, how they were going to... So, yeah, it's been... Um, we haven't done as many gigs as we would like because um, apart from uh, having the surprise of, uh, of not having a new product, it's mm. coming out very soon, we have the, the little um, problem that is called Brexit. So it's very difficult to go to Europe at the minute and tour there. The whole bit of a um, for smaller bands you know yeah it's a, it's, a, it's a bit complicated i mean big bands don't have a problem they probably have a manager and the whole team uh, preparing the carnets and the uh, and the whole thing but if you are a small band in the underground that you have to do everything yourself it's a nightmare and it's a fortune so uh, apart from that everything is good i cannot complain the album is ready to go and it's coming out in may that's it. There's nothing to complain about as as good as it possibly can be. But do you think, considering all these issues and not being able to play gigs and not really knowing when the hell the album was ever going to come out, do you think you coped as well as you possibly could? And what, if anything, kind of helped get you guys through this period? Well, uh, it, it was a, um, a very self... Um, uh, you had to self-motivate yourself because we couldn't be even get together with the, as a band. Mm. So everybody, like apart from some camera, like we're doing now, um, it, it was everything uh, on your own, really. Because uh, uh, even the album was recorded. Uh, we were really lucky uh, uh, that we managed to get all the drums done before the lockdown. Yeah. So the majority of the stuff, I, I was uh, lucky enough that I could do it. Um, from my home studio, I've got like quite good gear. So vocals and guitars and stuff like that, I managed to do at home. So um, that that was a lucky thing. We had done um, like some um, rhythm guitars and drums. But apart from that, um, yeah, I think it was just getting back bit by bit to um, to to the to let's call it the norm. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys think you're kind of stronger for the experience? You know, I know a lot of it was forced and a lot of it was so confusing because you never, we never really knew what was coming next or when the possibility of things would be available. I don't even remember going back to like October, November 2020 when like we were having isolated shows, sit down gigs and things like that. Yeah, well, I, I managed to, um, because I, I, I was doing sound engineering. Yep. So I, I managed to do a couple, before the, co the, the lockdown, I, I managed to do a couple of gigs of sitting down with uh, people with masks. It was so bizarre. It, it, it was a, um, so I experienced that thing. And, um, well, I, I, for us, like as a unit, uh, we just had to wait and, uh, and, and just like um, weather, the, weather the storm, you know. Yeah, you've done the best you possibly can do. And of course, we are at this super exciting time. The build towards a brand new album release. The simple but pointed title of three. 
Considering what's gone on, do you see this as a bit of a different beast to what the Heretic Order was before, or just the, the natural evolution of the band? I, I think that uh, uh, it's, it's a bit different. Like we, uh, we were, and it's a, we could say it's two things. Natural evolution was going to always happen, you know. Like after many years, you become a better musician. Well, you're supposed to. Yeah. Like years passed, you, know, you play better. That, that's if you if you practice. And like lyric wise and, and, and writing, the I think the whole process has a, has a, a, a evolutionized. I mean, the the first uh, heretic album was actually uh, just a project. I didn't even think we were going to continue. It was just a one-off uh, that I, I did whilst I was waiting for. I used to be in another band at the time to to keep um, start doing something, but um, I mean. Things change yep. uh, year after year, and and, and, it, and it became just an important part of my life, the Heretic Order. So um, I, I think now is the, the, the right evolution where the band needed to be. You know, the, the first album was was composed kind of a, a, a more kind of a, a project thing, mm. not, not even thinking on a long term. Uh, it was a bit consolidated for the second album, and then we had so many good ideas and everything ready for... The follow-up, uh, the second album uh, came out in 2018. But then we had the COVID thing, so we waited and waited and waited and waited. And we were like, so, but at least it's going to come out now, <laughs> which is... Uh... Yes, yes, absolutely. It's not too long to wait now. The themes and subject matters you always delve into are always very unique and fascinating. Can you give us some insight into where your mind was during elements of the creation of Three? Well, um, um, many of the stuff that we have, um, it's uh, many things that are, are based in history. Yeah. Uh, I, I love history. I'm a sucker for the history. And, and I, I, I always say, like, uh, um, you know, humans don't need to, um, to, to, to invent things or have science fiction or horror fiction or whatever, because the, the humans have done a very good job about being dark, evil, you want to call it, you know, like the reality is worse than the actual fiction. So in, in this album, there's loads of uh, um, songs um, like um, that I based on on history. You mm. know, like uh, kind of there's a song about the Carthers. That they were like um, the Carthers were a group of like very enlightened kind of a sect. You could say it's a sect, but like it, it was a, during medieval time in France, and they were very pagan. They actually lived with Earth, and they had very modern ideas for the time. But that was uh, something that was um, feared by the Catholic religion, the folk. So they they they, um, they launched this crusade, and the Al Albaginés crusade, and they, they, half of them, nearly everybody, was put to the sword, burned, horrendous. It was a massacre. It was a genocide. Mm. And it's things that you don't see in, in history books that match or like something. But I've always wanted, it fascinated me and I wanted to write about it. So I, there's a song about that. There's a song about like uh, uh, invaders and like kind of Viking raids, you know. Mm. The, 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 there's much, um, loads of history in, in, in the whole of the album. And then there's like the typical um, lovely things that I love, my, my conspiracy theories, you know. <laughs> Aliens, kind of a... Anunnaki's kind of a descendants, moving, still controlling the earth. You know the what they call the um, who actually controls the world. 
Satanism mixed, but Satanism not in the seen in, in a more intelligent way, not mm. just like the the 1970 Hollywood thing. <laughs> but uh, um, you know, I, I love my conspiracy theories, so the the album's full of songs about that. Do you see yourself as a storyteller, like a conduit for these unknown or not well-known uh, elements of history and theories, as you said, and you're just kind of trying to express your view on, on them through the music? Definitely, yeah. I, I, I always consider myself a storyteller. That I, uh, I actually play the guitar and I like my stories. Mm. I, I'm, I'm a big um, fan of uh, fiction, uh, um, um, historical fiction, you know, Bernard Cornwell and uh, David Pillin. You know, people like that, uh, yep. authors like that. And I love the stories, like, uh, um, mix a bit of fiction of characters that were in actual, because nobody knows what, what happened in those days. Of and mix it with, with some elements of history. So um, I, I try to model myself like that. So that's, I consider my sons to be like that. So yeah, it's, it's a storytelling thing. Like, little stories of uh, horrible things that happened to humanity. So with that in mind then, is it easy for you to look away from the modern real-life horror, the stuff that we seem to come sometimes experience on a daily basis around us, and focus on the past, the history aspect, rather than what you're seeing right now? I mean, the humans doesn't seem that the human species hasn't seemed like to um, evolve uh, with uh, just in technology, yes, mm. but uh, we are as cruel as we were back in the medieval times, uh, even before. So. You can see how uh, warmongering our species is, and uh, like uh, uh, it's, it hasn't changed. Yeah. Like technology and the world around us change the human world. I mean, nature is still the same, but uh, we just destroyed more chunks of it. But uh, um, um, spiritually, I think we haven't. Uh, the, the human uh, species hasn't hasn't changed at all. So we are as cruel as ever. Look what's happening in a. In a Places like um, uh, Ukraine now, you know, like another war. Like it doesn't seem that the humans learn anything. Mm. So uh, a, a, a way of um, tapping into history is like reminding people that it's a uh, it's 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 a never-ending story. You know, it, it, it keeps creating and happening again, and nobody likes it. Hasn't stopped. It's still the same. No, that completely makes sense as well, and the conduit between the two. How do you balance the desire to tell these stories, though, and your own personal feelings on them? Finding the order from the disorder, basically. Yeah, I, I try to like just be more um, from a sense, not in my opinion, from by sense of actually witnessing what was happening, mm. like a little story, and somebody witnessing somebody being uh, mercilessly killed. You know, like in the in, in the sense of the, the, the Kappa story I was telling, which is uh, the, the song Mark of the Beast yep. from the new album. So um, this little bit, um, uh, mind you, I, I tried as well, not only lyrically, but musically. There's loads of acoustic so guitars, uh, uh, like passages in the song, which helps to, um, to get you the vibe of that little medieval, maybe kind of... Um, you know, vibe. Puts you in the mindset. Yeah, I mean, with music. Like, yeah. Because, uh, um, I mean, if we had a, a massive budget, we would do the videos and we would have mini movies there. Of course. But that's... Uh, we, we, we've, um, we, we've 
managed on our budget to do the, our last uh, video. I don't know if you've seen it, mm -hmm. the King of the Dam. Yep. Uh, and it and it recreates what you know the kings of London. The, the song talks about that London Tower and how like the, the, the kings of the old were tyrants. Really, like you had to like uh, just be uh, treading in eggshells because if if they, if they had a bad day, you could lose your head for <laughs> nothing. So in a way, that's that's what we were recreating in that video. You mentioned it, King of the Dam, Children of the Sun, both have been well received by fans so far. Does that reaction and the positive response to those two tracks in particular kind of ease your mind into how the full album is likely to be received? I thought it was quite uh, well received, those two songs, and, and the comments have been good. You know, I, I think the band has um, um, progressed a bit more. Mm. Um, everybody will... Uh, all, uh, all artists will tell you that you're your new album is better than the other one. Of course. It's a no, but like, for us, and, and especially, I think this album has um, reached the peak we wanted and obviously opened maybe a door to um, getting better. And I'm thinking of uh, album four, who knows? <laughs> I love that. We're here to talk about your upcoming third album, but already you are an artist. That album is there and you were looking towards the future, the next album we won't <laughs> i won't pick your brains about that so much but i do want to pick your brains about one specific thing you have a few guests on this album and i want to highlight one in particular seeing as he's part of one of our personal favorite bands i'm talking about jeremy gomez of red method how did this collaboration come about and what did he bring that was different to the to the heretic order table well uh, i know jeremy since we were kids we're ah. from the same we were from the same place we are from gibraltar both and uh, we've got a connection uh, in my Breed days. I used to be the guitarist in Breed 77. But let's say, B, I'm still um, the guitarist player in Breed 77, although we are still in a high tier. Uh, uh, but uh, the, uh, the bass player of uh, Breed he's, uh, was uh, is Jeremy's cousin. So we've always had that, that connection and we've known each other. And for a long time, uh, we were composing songs and trying some little ideas here and there, yeah. myself and Jeremy. So I had this song and I needed really, um, really uh, deep growl vocals. That he's a speciality, you know. Yeah. And uh, I asked him, "Would you like to?" And he was um, shocked about it. So he came to to my place. Uh, we we started the, the whole procedure. And he sang stuff and we went around it. So we had a really good time doing it. So this was a. Um, uh, so we have good friends, so it's normal that we end up doing some kind of music. Yeah, a little collaboration here and there. Yeah. Well, the end result speaks for itself. It is a banger track on a banger album. Um, you've only got to wait, what? Well, we're a little bit over a month now until it's released, so not too much yeah. longer. With so many bands fighting for space in this online world, do you feel or do you think the Heretic Order are well positioned when it comes to understanding and working with the likes of social media and that desire for constant content and you were being you needing to be very busy all the time yeah i mean I, i'm trying um to, to take a little bit uh, a balance out of that because uh, i think overdoing it people start like thinking you know especially in social media oh i gained them you know oh like uh, so you, it's gonna be a balance of not being overly doing it and and and, and put it putting the, your, your thing out there yeah uh, it, it's it's touch and go, anything can go nowadays, you know, like, uh, 
uh, we are lucky we got the Massacre Records um, that uh, again, um, you know, um, released the album. Mm. And and uh, uh, they do their own thing, like uh, press and, and all of the um, the usual um, like media they do. But um, in the sense, that I I find it a bit. Uh, it's, it's, it's too much out there. So people, are, time span is very, um, very limited. Yes. And uh, and uh, you've got to you've got to do what you do and just try to do it. Uh, I, I don't want to talk about badly about anybody or anything, but there's loads of crap out there as well. Some people doing social media wasting time, you know, like that. And I think, oh man, I'm just trying to do this. It's just somebody <laughs> like uh, showing you what he's eating for for breakfast, you know. Who the hell I care? <laughs> you know, like, who else? So uh, it's it's saturated. The whole thing is saturated with a uh, with nonsense, really. <laughs> and you and you just gotta have pick with with a tooth, a fine toothpick. Just find things that you like and enjoy in social media. Like the, the other day, I I managed. Uh, I found some machine head new album, uh, new song. I'm like, wow, you know, something different in, in tons of, of rubbish that you you have thrown. So. You've got you to go there and look for stuff. You do. You do need to wade through a bit of a swamp of uh, rubbish to get to the quality stuff that actually matters to you. But you give yourself some ideas there. Further down the line, Heretic Order themed meals. Yeah, could happen. <laughs> <laughs> Anything that works. Um, lastly. I mean, we keep, keep on, our, our main thing is uh, playing live. And, and let's see how, how that works as well. Yeah. Uh, um, so whilst we have a platform, I consider social media just to be a platform. Yeah. To just to just show people uh, before you needed a massive budget and, and buy anything. Nowadays, people um, have more access to bands without having to go through record companies or channels yeah. like that. Social media, that platform, it's a trailer for your experience, be it live or actually on the album. Now, of course, while all your energy is going to be focused on the upcoming release and the release show that takes place in London, 27th of May, both yep. people. What else are you kind of looking forward to this year? I know it's very difficult to plan. I know particularly gigs and the packing in of everything that was delayed, festival lineups. It's Ooh. all a bit messy. Is the desire just to try and get out and do as much as you possibly can? Yeah, I mean, uh, the, 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 um, the, the first thing is to see how... how uh, how the album is received. Yeah. Uh, I, I think the album came out too late on the year. Uh, circumstance, that's when we had a, we were waiting for a vinyl to, to print, to press vinyls for months. Yeah. So we couldn't do it before. So in a way, we we, were, we lost the, the um, we're not a big band, so it's not that they're falling to our feet to, um, to, to uh, bookers, but um, we, we lost the chance of getting festivals. Mm. Let's say Blackstones and we were lucky enough, we did HRH Viking last year, and this year we did the one in Birmingham. And we are going to play as well Call of the Wild on the 20th of May. Yep. Which is, which is looking really an impressive lineup, really cool. So uh, I think for this year, we're going to just try to position ourselves, put the album out there, put the music out there, do as many gigs as we can. We would love to, um, to tour do a proper, you know, month tour with some other bigger band. But that, like everybody who is in the business knows, is difficult. You yep. have to pay for that. It's just money. There's nothing to do with how good you are or anything. <laughs> it's, like how much, it's just how, how much you can pay towards the tour. 
or a bayon or whatever. So that's difficult as well. So um, we'll see how, how, like I say, how the um, the, the audience and, and people out there in the press um, warm up to this album. And mm. We'll take it from there. That's all you can do. And it's still an incredibly exciting time. Three, it's out on the 27th of May. Get on it, people. Buy it. And then they'll, you'll be able to tour the local towns that they want you to play in. Exactly, that's the idea. <laughs> Danny, thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. No, thanks to you, mate. Thank you very much for watching. You can check us out on gbhbell.com as well as on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Tumblr. Go to Patreon to help us out over there. That's patreon.com forward slash gbhbl as well as Big Cartel where you can find some of our merchandise. We have a podcast running on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. And of course, if you like this video, do us a favour, hit the subscribe button and help the channel grow. Games, horror and heavy metal, what else is life for?